When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. I forgot to pull up the online-stopwatch.com clock, but that's Uh, fine. Man. We're keeping track. Watches are synchronized, just like a good conspiracy. How's it going, man? It's going good, dude. That is the best part of the heist move movie yeah. where it's dude, let's all synchronize our watches. Which seems really unnecessary. I In mean, this day and age, I feel like, yeah, it's the iPhone standard time. I don't think there's yeah. much of a much of a delay, but that is kind of a fun move. Yeah, yeah. And at least I mean, just try to be early if you're in a heist. <laughs> Why do you want to cut it down to the last second anyway? Well, yeah, you don't want to raise profile or suspicion, you know, by yeah. showing up too early. Like there's just a guy in a reservoir dog suit at this <laughs> bank. That's a good point. For 20 minutes chilling, you know, drinking free coffee and just like <laughs> eyes darting around the room. And he has a gun. How have you been, man? Been good, dude. We haven't recorded in almost a month, right? I know. I'm all, I'm, I, I've, I've gotten myself back to a healthy place where I can return to the depths of paranoia with you. I'm excited. We're going way down into the depths of paranoia with this one. Very Subject very near and dear to my heart. You know, I was just yeah. thinking about the Star Trek Prime Directive the entire time. and yeah. Ugh, talking about aliens, gang. Are you a big Star Trek fan? Big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Black Mirror yet? I I did. I watched that one. Uh, the USS it's really Caster. fucking good. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's a few little things where I'm like, you couldn't see quotes people's genes to that. But I was like, God, just accept <laughs> it, you know. And I was just like, well, no, she wouldn't break into someone's house just for a couple butt plug pictures. And I was like, nah, well, maybe whatever, <laughs> you know. What am I? You never know. I'd break into your house for a couple butt plug pictures. That that well, that wouldn't be hard at all. I don't yes. live in a skyrise <laughs> apartment, you know, with fancy future security systems. You dude, that would just be as easy as waiting for someone to be high and get the mail and then just <laughs> walk back in. Or wait for it to be a level on your Patreon that I can just donate to. Yeah, yeah. Butt like, plug pictures of Keith. Yeah, that's well, I, I can't believe we haven't done that yet. <laughs> get on it. You are welcome for the idea. There's gonna, a while where he's I'm gonna like, make Quincy do it on ours. There's there's a while where it's like twenty five bucks, I'll come on a picture of whatever you want. And I just <laughs> I was like, Keith, what what are we doing here? This is this is a whole like this this is this is a territory. in the worst case scenario, that works and you've just gotta just go you gotta jizz on pictures all month. Yeah, you have to coming is now your job. <laughs> have you ever has that ever been a goal of yours to to go clock in and <laughs> crank one out? Maybe. Yeah, I gotta feel like any like like with sex work or anything like okay, it's my job to kind of like being like a webcam model or something. It just seems brutal, you know. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. So yeah, we are talking about aliens. We're talking about specifically, are we about to be told aliens are real? Yeah, and uh, before this, I thought no way, and now I think, huh? Yeah, it seems like it's it's coming. The thing that inspired this episode idea was a New York Times article from December sixteenth of two thousand seventeen called Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. 
Yeah, and then after like a six-hour Twitter meme cycle, everyone pretty much forgot about it, <laughs> just like yeah. everything these days. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is why they launched that rocket over Los Angeles, because they were like, no, don't forget. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. there's just stuff in the sky. Ooh, man. That, which, that was creepy. That I was I was right up on it. I was I was on the 134. I was driving out to go do some gigs in Ventura, so I was right near the launch site, and I just like see it in the sky, and I just pulled over, and I was like, well, I mean, I'm too dumb to know that this definitely isn't a nuclear <laughs> missile or a spaceship, so this might be my last moments on Earth. What am I going to do? Oh, take a video and send it to Keith Carey and Tom Goss and say, are you guys, are you guys freaked out? Yeah. Texted my dad. I was like, Dad, this is just, this is just a probe or something, right? We're cool, because he's, you know, big, like... <laughs> Knows a lot about aeronautics and shit, so I was like, okay, come on. And I was like, do I text my girlfriend I love her? Do I call my mom? What do I do? do I send out a tweet for it was preserve creepy. my legacy? What am, I, yeah. what am I doing here? I could see it from the balcony where we smoke sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I could see it right out there. And what weirded me, there was something like that not too long ago also, and they were just like, no, it was just a missile test. Yeah, well, they're balloon. like, no, just a missile test over L.A. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Or it probably and came out of Vandenberg. What weirded me out about this one is the the trail of smoke behind it made it look like it, it was, was just like pulsating and like, well, yeah, that, like a and weird it made sky it, amoeba. It made it look like it was going one way and then went severely off course. Yeah. So yeah, then I yeah. was like, where is that going to land? Yeah. And then, and I would have like for all the all the griping people do about like Amber Alerts or whatever, like oh I got this fucking Amber Alert on my phone. It's like send me an Amber Alert that this is about <laughs> no to be shit. a fucking spaceship in the sky <laughs> and say nothing nothing to be afraid of. I'm okay with that kind of totalitarian contact. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really fucking helpful. Like oh cool yeah, there's a Civic in New Jersey that's causing problems and I need <laughs> to know about it. But everyone can just fucking pull over to the side of the freeway and think they're gonna die for a few minutes. Instead, I had to do what any investigative journalist in that situation does, and I went on Twitter and just searched hashtag DTLA. Yeah, I did the same thing, yeah. Because that, Which was, I usually do for like weird traffic things or whatever. But, oh, uh, yeah, whenever I see the police surrounding a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens same. a lot. Yeah, the other night the police were looking for additional suspects in the shooting of a female cop. At the exact same time, I had to go walk my dog. <laughs> that was... But it was And fun. you, uh, I mean, Adam, uh, you, you look suspicious. I do. Any yeah. crime, I'd, I, if it was murder, money laundering, whatever, you know, like yeah, low-level supervillain type behavior, I'd be like, okay, yeah, the guy in the Cubs beanie with the, <laughs> with the Roswell shirt and the, and the dog that's there to make him seem human, he's, <laughs> he's definitely got a hand in this. Exactly. So this article, before we get into the article, the, it also included a video that was released, and I swear they've released like three of these videos in the past couple weeks. Oh, yeah. But this is... I do, I do love this guy's... Uh, it's a fucking drone, bro. Yeah. That's our military. I like that it went fucking and then gosh. Yeah, and this is... I don't know when what When I heard 120 is. knots, I was just picturing Don Knotts. Say, Why are these earthlings so resistant <laughs> to our new technologies? That's a reference that's going to land with our younger audience. <laughs> I, I got four impressions, dude. It's Bill Clinton, Don Knotts, and then, you know, gay Bill Clinton and gay Don Knotts. I mean, there's not a lot of variation. I got to play I got to play the cards I've been dealt here. Yeah, no, that video was making the rounds. Everyone was like, everyone was freaked out for a second. And then just because we, we live in an unending cacophony of the holy shit, okay, that's trending. It was just like, all right, well, uh, yeah. I guess yeah, with healthcare is illegal now. All right, I guess we got to look <laughs> at that. Like, And then there was another video I saw, I think it was on CNN, that's a different one 
where, but it's also released from the Department of Defense. And in that one, they're following this UFO, and it's shaped like a Tic Tac. Yeah. And it just stops and, like, turns perpendicular. Ooh, talk about in, finding the clit. I mean... <laughs> exactly. But it's... And it really feels like it's coming. Like, they're, they're finally going to be like, listen. This is kind of like... Okay, Kanye. Uh, Kanye tweeted, you know, soon or something, you know, or in any other. Like, you think about a release cycle for any so, like, oh, these leaked photos of Eminem outside the Def Jam offices in L.A., like wearing a scary outfit. It's probably going to be a new terrible album soon. Like, it's it's going to be like the John Mulaney bit about legalizing weed, where forever we were like, come on, do it, and the government was like, no, and then one day they were just like, all right, we'll do it. It seems like it's going to be that, where it's just going to be one day. No aliens, and then next, the government's going to be like, yeah, man, they're everywhere. Yeah. Just fucking everywhere. You have no idea. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah. You know? We won't be. Yeah, and some of the shit they get into in that uh, in this uh, documentary we're going to talk about, about how, like, well, yeah, they're going to... The, the One of the Operation Paperclip guys, Von Braun, who invented the V2 rocket. I have a, I, I made a model rocket of that as a kid, by the way. I used to nice. use the model rocket, so it was fun. You know, it's <laughs> kind of, I did kind of feel weird going out at the park with my Nazi rocket. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you have a little launch thing with these little electrodes you plug into the butt of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that accurate. It was accurate, but it wasn't like problematically accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, and then they're like, well, we'll shift the focus from, from Russia to, to terrorism to third world countries that are developing. And it's just like, okay well we're at the uh the last phase of the release cycle here you know <laughs> and the thing about that video that's the government putting it out it's yeah. not some dude who was on his balcony like me filming the rocket x launch or spacex launch yeah like this is the government saying yeah here's a video of a thing flying through the air and we don't fucking know what it is sleep tight america yeah and it's and it's <laughs> it's almost like freakier because it's like well, at least I feel like that guy on on peyote in Arizona doesn't have access to a yeah. production team. I mean, he's probably not <laughs> capable of false flagging us with Adobe After Effects. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. It could be fake. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, what? Do you, what's the game here? What's happening? You know, uh, this article that was in the New York Times it revealed the existence of a program called Advanced Aerospace or. It, Blah. Advanced Aerospace Space. Threat Identification Program. There it is. Or ATIP, if A-tip. you're nasty. <laughs> uh, this program was tasked with investigating reports of UFOs. It was run by military intelligence official Luis Elizondo from the fifth floor of the Pentagon's C-Ring. So that, too, normally they're like... That just sounds scary. <laughs> it sounds scary, but also normally they're like, no, I've never... Where would that department even be? Yeah, yeah. And, and they're for like, this fucking secret X-Files program, they're like, it's right there. Yeah, like there's his office. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he you eats mini address? muffins with the rest of the guys. <laughs> you know, the dude that's like tapping your cell phones and the dude that's got all your nudes on iCloud. <laughs> you know, they're bumping elbows in the break room just like, oh yeah, tough day. I gotta fucking <laughs> stop another fapping. Like, oh yeah, these grays are up my dick about... <laughs> about this hybrid initiative. I'm like, we're trying to kidnap more child sex slaves for you guys, okay? But, I mean, Hollywood's got the market dried up. It's an issue of scarcity, all right? Give me time. The the Pentagon never acknowledged that this was a thing until the New York Times reached out to them. And even then, the, the Pentagon said that this program was shut down in 2012. Yeah. So even then, they're acknowledging that, yes, there was a program where we pumped millions of dollars into investigating UFOs. It's kind of, it's kind of like a bad relationship where it's like the, it seems like they'll only tell the truth if they know they'll get caught lying. Yeah. You yeah. It, it seems exactly like what that is and I'm I just I'm curious what it is right now. 
that's making it yeah that's okay to start depressing. telling us about ufos is it is it is it a thing of like you know we have to, i i gotta figure there's a few fucking bombshells that they're like all right well we're trying to get this tax bill through so we gotta yeah we gotta we got a couple smoke screens up our sleeves because yeah think of all the things trump will be able to get away with if fucking aliens land yeah, and that's going to be news for everyone. Will be like six months. Did, did you hear about the inheritance tax? And I was like, did you hear about the fucking beams that <laughs> rape cows in the night? Come on, man, bigger fish to fry. My colon has been cored out. <laughs> that's a thing that happens. We'll talk about. Oh that. yeah, that, that, actually, that's I don't even know ne- how you do that. <laughs> I mean, I, got, the, I can guess, but God, <laughs> that's on the next episode where we meet the Greys. But we'll get to that. Uh, Where, where's Tyler Perry? I'm fucking come ever meet the grace. <laughs> so most of the money for this program went to an aerospace research company run by a man named Robert Bigelow, <laughs> who is currently building expandable aircraft for humans to use to travel space. And uh, you know what? You know what they did with that man? They uh, they used their time travel technology to go back generations and make sure he had a stupid name so no one would take <laughs> him seriously. Well, the thing about they Robert... They developed a... a, a, a as soon as they saw that he was putting the pieces together, they developed a Rob Schneider series just to <laughs> undermine his credibility. The thing about Robert Bigelow, I used to do, and I still do it sometimes, I have this whole bit about space travel in the future, space exploration, and I bring up Robert Bigelow, and the thing about Robert Bigelow, we're trusting all of this money, and like we're pumping all this money to him to be the person to basically get humans to space in like a travel way, yeah, or just like you and I at some point in, in the like future. a sandals resort type way, right? And we're trusting him to build all the aircraft to do that. Connor, do you know what he did in his previous life? What? He was the CEO and founder of the Budget Suites Motel chain. <laughs> so the guy who runs a franchise with a synonym for cheap in yeah. the name, now we're trusting him as our last line of defense between I, us I just want and people a to fantastic have a space death. To, to comfortably smoke crack and, and, and fuck <laughs> prostitutes in a zero-gravity environment. <laughs> and I, I think I'm qualified. It blow in the the ship he's working on. It's a fucking balloon, like it is a balloon that goes to space. And Russia's working on one too. And Russia's selling point with theirs is like we'll have Wi-Fi. And it's like you know who else has Wi-Fi? Every fucking shitty motel on Earth. I don't need to go to space for that. Yeah, that's and you so can't funny. drink on either of them. That's so funny that it's going to come down to like those roadside freeway <laughs> signs. It's like well. Bigelow's got HBO, and frankly, I was, uh, I'm was i hoping to catch a Deadwood rerun, so taking his space balloon. Why don't we just do the goddamn space elevator thing they've been talking about forever? That seems to make the most sense to me, but again, who knows? What is the space elevator? They just make a big pole, and they fucking lift ship up into space with it. They just make like a, you know, whatever, a five-mile five mile tower, and just like, I'm just like, yeah, we got five miles worth of shit lying around somewhere. That seems easy. <laughs> just piece it together. Yeah. So on 60 Minutes back in May, Robert Bigelow said he is absolutely convinced that aliens exist and that UFOs have visited the Earth. I mean, have you seen some of those people at those budget motels? I mean, they, they, they don't seem like they're from the same biological yeah, uh, tree as us. Yeah, that could be us. all he's talking about. Yeah. I saw Stay something in my by, chain one night, you'll I, believe. I saw something by the vending machine that, uh, that, that no god would allow to exist. <laughs> not, not on this planet. The program was the brainchild, though, 
uh, and mostly most staunchly supported by former Nevada Democrat Senator Harry Reid. Oh, good old Harry Reid. And that's kind of a respectable name. Yeah. I mean, we don't we've never I've never heard anyone write off Harry Reid as a crazy politician. So, yeah, he's just, you know, you kind of you're you're one of the mill, uh, you know, uh, neo liberal practical guy. Yeah. This is a quote from him. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or sorry I got this thing going. I think it's one of the good things I did in my congressional service. Of which there are very few. (laughs) Very few. (laughs) I've done something that no one has done before. Which I I think he he means he forgot to add without being assassinated (laughs) at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think JFK maybe did this too. Yeah. There's a part in that documentary where they address that. Oh, yes. And Clinton. And it's creepy as shit and they did the clint did the same thing i read i read this great book about him where he's like as soon as he took office he was like tell me who killed jfk and then they're like we can't and he's like uh, okay then <laughs> i'm really trying to let gay people in the military in a very demeaning capacity so i got i got i gotta handle this first uh so yeah like i was saying the pentagon they eventually acknowledged it when the times contacted them and they said this program ended in 2012 meanwhile elizondo the guy that was running it says it carried on until this past October, or he said his duties carried on until this past October when he finally resigned due to his objections over the secrecy of the program. In other words, he's going to commit suicide soon. Yeah, I don't think government programs really end. I mean, that's just not really how the government works. I, I, yeah. I did a show on a military base over over the holidays, and uh, I was talking to some of the people on base. It was on St. Nicholas Island, and they're just like, yeah, sometimes, I mean, you know, the comedy show's good because, like, they give us a, an amount of money, and we have to spend all of it, or else we can't keep asking for more money, so we got to find shit to spend it on. So thank you guys for wow. coming out. And I was just like, yeah, this was just kind of an excuse to blow money. This was a terrible <laughs> show. I performed for eight people in a diner that serves three things, you know? So what- just like, oh, fuck, okay, we, gotta, we really want to ask for a quarterly increase. Uh, how many foosball tables can we fit? <laughs> He said the the program continued after 2012, but they just hid the funding. So he was still working out of the same office and still investigating all these claims. It just wasn't an official thing. And he says someone did succeed him in that role after he left. So the program's still happening, just not... Yeah, and something like that, they're not going to just shut it down, you know? Yeah, that's always my argument with MKUltra. We wouldn't have done that shit for 30-some years if there wasn't some progress. If we didn't get on to something, you know? And I I also just don't think, like, the way it goes, you, you know how good you are at bullshitting, you know, at any kind of official job you've had where you're like... Yeah, well, my duties here. I mean, I, I mean, if if I hadn't have caught that zero in the spreadsheet, we would have lost almost seventeen dollars. So I mean, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you find a way to make yourself seem relevant, whether or not there's actually any results, you know, yeah, being bandied about. And you know, if this guy's to believe, it sounds like there were. Yeah, according to Harry Reid, he became interested in the topic of aliens and UFOs in two thousand seven. Not only after talking to Robert Bigelow, but also after talking to goddamn John Glenn, the John Glenn. He's been to space. So when someone who's been to space has something to say about aliens, I want to fucking listen. Yeah. And John Glenn told him that the federal government should be investigating UFOs more seriously and should be talking to pilots who've encountered strange aircraft. So then Reed met up with Senators Ted Stevens and Daniel Inouye, who were also involved in the project. During one meeting, Reed said Stevens recounted being tailed by a strange aircraft with no known origin for miles once while flying but he's also from alaska so that could have been just russia 
following him around if that's yeah, what I he mean, was. I don't. The MIG jets don't make ninety degree turns, you know. And yeah, all, it's all that that's shit. True. I mean, like you look and you you talk to these people, and they know what they're fucking talking about. They know what kind of like flight patterns are attainable by you know the technology that they'd yeah. be using for that stuff. Yeah, John Gorley from Portugal, the man actually has a crazy kind of UFO sort of story mm-hmm. that he told me uh, appropriately when we were in Roswell. New Mexico, I believe, walking to a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, I don't remember the, the exact story, but it actually matches up with another story that was reported kind of in the same area he was in later. Yeah. And it involves like lights, the trail people. It's crazy. But Alaska is kind of a, like you hear a lot of UFO stuff. If I was an alien, I would probably go poking around in Alaska. And yeah, because uh, of a couple things, sparse population. You know, no one's, right. no one's. If I got to go cut out a deer's asshole to make a Superman, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to miss it. People will just think it's Sarah Palin in a helicopter with a rocket launcher. Uh, number two, there's always weird shit going on in the sky with the aurora borealis. It is right next to Russia, so I'd be like, okay, got a pretty good cover story. I can operate in a low profile. Yeah. you know, it's like if you're going to introduce crack, you're like, well, yeah, I'll go to this neighborhood with no security cameras or you know people who have anyone exactly. that cares if they die. <laughs> you know, it's just like kind of a good place. Like I'll, I'll go up to the attic of Earth and then go start tooling around there. You go where the desired results take you. Yeah. So from 2008 to 2011, the government pumped 22 million dollars into this program. That's a lot of money just yeah. to be following up on reports of UFOs. And at one point, this part's weird. At one point, as part of the project, Robert Bigelow's company, this is a quote from the New York Times article, modified buildings in Las Vegas for the storage of metal alloys and other materials Mr. Elizondo and program contractors said had been removed from unidentified aerial phenomena. Why did they have to modify the buildings? Yeah, so he was. I this this was a little confusing to me. So it's he's upgrading him to, to like. Is this some shit so Superman can't see? And with his X-ray vision, is he hiding his weird secret space metals? Yeah, I wonder he's... if it's like so aliens don't figure out where these things are. I don't know. Yeah, like that's they they don't explain what modified the buildings mean, and I want to know that. Yeah, well, and it's also like if they can fucking. If they can fly over Alaska at 90 degree angles and, and to cut out cow assholes, I'm pretty sure they can pick up a Wi-Fi signal and figure <laughs> out that you've announced that you're doing this. And the thing, I feel like they wouldn't say it that way if it was just, oh, we just added some extra security. Well, yeah, it's a government building. Of course, there's security. We're all going to assume they did that. Yeah. But what, what does modify the buildings mean? God damn it. In 2009, Reed was so encouraged by what they'd found, he wrote a letter to then Deputy Defense Secretary William Lynn III asking that the program receive heightened security and protection. This is a quote from the letter. Much progress has been made with the identification of several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace-related findings. And Mm. this, uh, I love, is a quote from a Pentagon briefing summary of the program. Quote, what was considered science fiction is now science fact and it also adds the U.S. is incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Fuck! You, you saw Battle for Los Angeles with... I uh, sure did. What's his fuck? That's not... It's not Owen Wilson. What's that guy's name? Uh, Aaron Eckhart? Yes, yeah. yeah. He looks exactly... He was Harvey Dent. He looks exactly like Chuck from Dead Rising 2, if anyone played that game. Uh, yeah. 
I do. Uh, I do love knowing that they're uh, that you know the, the Pentagon's debriefing people and you know saying like, yeah, well, we're pretty much fucked if they decide. <laughs> I mean, there's a great line in that documentary, Unacknowledged, where they're like, the very fact that we are breathing the free air of Earth means that these people are not you know immediately malevolent. And I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> good to know. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and you also feel like if you're smart enough, if you have it, if you if you can, you know, get the in- infinite energy that's within a cup of coffee that can boil all the waters of all the oceans of Earth. <laughs> it's like I got to figure at that point. You're like, yeah, I don't care what these pink fucking idiots that just you know <laughs> like to fuck each other and get in fights are doing. That I don't care. Like you know, they're, they they can't mess with our shit. You know, yeah. so you hope that they're just like, yeah, okay, it's kind of cute. It's kind of like an ant farm. We're just checking them out. Well, that's one theory. Have you, are you familiar with the zoo theory? No. Which is uh, a theory that the reason we haven't been visited by aliens in a really pronounced, obvious way is because aliens view us as basically a zoo. An experiment. That Well, not just an experiment, but just a species that hasn't evolved enough to even be able to comprehend what aliens are fucking with. Oh, that's the prime directive in Star Trek. They don't make contact with any pre-warp civilizations. Yeah. You know, which I feel like is like, yeah, that's... I mean, it's weird that in the you know the 60s, Gene Roddenberry thought of that, because that's a pretty good way to, to handle it. You know, I think yeah. if we had an yeah. al- a functioning Alcubia drive and we could tour the solar system and the galaxy and those beyond it in a, in, a, in a fairly quick, you know, efficient way. It's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to go monkeying around with people that are, you know, <laughs> not just in the uh, the sticks and stones age, but the fucking, you know, tw- Twitter and goddamn, yeah. you know, Roomba age that we're in. <laughs> the Roomba age. I, that's how I, that's how I'm going to describe the our, Roomba age. That's, our, our that's current the level pinnacle of technology, of our technology it, right now. It is funny. I mean, this is like a like a like a fucking pulp, you know, like a mind fucks shitty thriller short story that you'd see a, a zillion times over but it's like yeah we really could just be like a reality show for aliens where they're yeah. just like oh the new season with the president is fucking great you guys gotta watch <laughs> yeah anyway i have to go uh yeah well i actually already saw it because my mind is you know inexorably linked to all of my fellow <laughs> all of my fellow species another thing from elizondo's resignation letter he said the government should be paying more attention to quote the many accounts from the navy and other services of unusual aerial systems interfering with military weapon platforms and displaying beyond next-generation capabilities. Man, I, I've gotten into hour-long fights about which Tabasco flavor is the best. I can't fuck with a hive mind, man. We just can't. <laughs> the thing about... Have you looked into what's happening with the Navy's... I think it's the 7th Fleet mm-hmm. in the South China Sea? No. And how over the past like year... They've had eight or nine really huge profile crashes and accidents, which is rare because this is the fleet that protects probably the most sensitive region for us in terms of strategic interests. And no one's coming right out and saying it, but it's possible that our systems are being hacked, like our GPS systems and shit uh, by China, Russia, whoever, or maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe it is the aliens. But they still haven't really... I mean, they say, oh, it's just fatigue and a lack of training. And it's like, really? You're the, like, the, like, you know, like the Navy breaks people into like functioning war machines. All, yeah, they all yeah. do. It's like, yeah, this is like, you know, you're, you're, you're good enough for this. I don't think you're just like, you know, sleepy and, and not used to dealing with the, you know... The, there's at one point or another been a fucking hotbed like that or, or, or many of them. And it's like, you guys aren't that fucking... And I'll give you more credit than that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Elizondo and Reed are both adamant that the objects they've found do not originate from any country. This is a quote from Elizondo. 
That fact is not something any government or institution should classify in order to keep it secret from people. Reed says, if anyone says they have the answers now, they're fooling themselves. We do not know. <sighs> Yikes. It's almost like I feel like, you know, because they, they talk in that documentary about how, like, yeah, the president's just a figurehead. This shit goes beyond him. He's a temporary employee, and he doesn't need to know. I feel like sometimes just a dude with a crew cut and a dark suit goes up to these people and tells them just enough to scare the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's just like, so you want to get back to the economy? Do you want to get back to health care? Does that sound a little easier? <laughs> I know it's I know it's hard to get the people in your district to understand that you got to make compromises with Paul Ryan, but I think that might be a little bit fucking easier than telling them that they're gods or lies and we're under threat from a, a being that we couldn't possibly begin to understand, all right? <laughs> and also watch your colon. Yeah, it's we're going up against cord. going up against Godzilla with sharp rocks, okay? <laughs> so do you want to go ahead and start giving you a little speech about jobs like <laughs> So, yeah, let's talk about we keep referencing a documentary. It's called Unacknowledged, and it's on Netflix now. Yeah. It was actually, I believe, the best-selling documentary on iTunes in 2017. It's, in terms of alien documentaries, it's pretty fucking comprehensive. Yeah. And pretty well done. Man, man, that guy, uh, the, the fucking selection of scary quotes they play in between the kind of acts is... Uh, oh, yeah, I collected some of them. You got some good ones. Uh the phenomena of UFOs does exist, and it must be treated seriously. That was Mikhail Gorbachev. Oh, uh, who's that guy? He's nobody. I can assure you that flying saucers, given that they exist, are not constructed by any power on Earth. That was Harry Truman. A guy who fucking grew up in a, a dirt road town, was a country lawyer, <laughs> fell ass backwards into being president, just like, yeah, these space jigs sure are scary. Uh, not as scary as Asians. I uh, can't trust them. <laughs> also, let's bomb the Russians. I feel that the Air Force has not been giving out all the available information on these un unidentified flying objects. You cannot disregard so many unimpeachable sources. That is former Speaker of the House John McCormick. Nah, he's a pedophile. What does he know? They're all pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, of course. Pizzagate. Hashtag Pizzagate. Quote, we have indeed been contacted, perhaps even visited, by extraterrestrial beings and the U.S. government in collusion with the other national powers of the Earth is determined to keep this information from the general public. That's Victor Marchetti, former, former special assistant to the executive director of the CIA. And last one, I'm convinced UFOs exist because I've seen one. That's Jimmy Carter. Oh, uh, you would just hopped up on moonshine working your peanut <laughs> farm. There's, But that's not, I mean, they, they sprinkle these quotes all throughout. And they're all from people who are like, you're like, oh, yeah, they that's probably would lie. That's yeah. a guy. Yeah, I mean, he's... Recognize that name. Yeah. You'll also recognize not, not a lot of like uh, not of Mark Hoppus, Blink One Eighty Two, <laughs> you know, or Tom DeLonge. I forget which one is the, Tom DeLonge. He's the UFO one. Yeah. You'll also recognize the voice in the documentary as that of Giancarlo Esposito, better known as Gus Fring. I didn't realize that until I read it in the notes afterwards. That was yeah. pretty cool. Viva las pollos hermanos. Uh, it's all. I love the opening. Because I can only stomach What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong if it's over scenes of utter devastation and destruction. Yeah, I'm going to either need the Ramones version or a lot of uh, yeah. people running away from Hiroshima <laughs> with their skin melting off. That's the only way I can... I can not the Ramones version, the Joy Ramones solo version. Don't tweet me, I know. The, the main person behind this documentary and the one they talk to the most throughout is a guy named Stephen Greer, M.D., who is the founder of the Disclosure Project, which is a thing that was founded in 2001, basically to disseminate information about aliens and yeah. UFOs. And his, he says right up top, 
I always said, if the government won't do this, I'll do it. And the thing about kind of like kind of like a WikiLeaks for UFO shit. Yeah. And the thing about Stephen Greer, he doesn't seem at all weird or strange or like your typical conspiracy theory type. He uh, a lot of these people in this documentary just look really bummed out that they have to do this. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, he's just like, Gee, I, I know that I have to wake up every day with people calling me a, a kook and a weirdo, you yeah. know, and it's just like this is just like a, it reminds me of my calculus teacher, just like a buff dude with gray hair who's just like, oh, I did everything right. I got all the right <laughs> degrees. I worked so hard. And uh, I unfortunately, it is within my moral, personal imperative that I need to be the one who disseminates this information and champions this cause. Boy, howdy, would I like to just, you know, do, <laughs> learn about algae at a fucking uh, desk in my, uh, you know, tenured university position. But uh, here I am. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Netflix. This guy probably wishes he was president. Oh, so yeah. he didn't have to worry about this shit. For, for sure. One of the first things he brings up is the guy hotel memo or hotel memo, G-U-I-H-O-T-T-E-L. And this is uh, it's a memo that's mentioned in the documentary. You can find it on my favorite, favorite website that always comes up on this podcast, vault.fbi.gov. Hell yeah. Where you can find all your recently declassified documents. Whoever's scanning these things, I don't, don't do a better job. I love the fucking scanning grit. Yeah, I like the challenge of having to try and read these and knowing it's all in English and I still might not get through it all. Yeah. But this is the Guy Hoddle memo, which is from the Roswell incident basically and this is probably the most famous memo in ufo research history yeah this is what it reads pretty short an investigator for the air force stated that three so-called flying saucers had been recovered in new mexico they were described as being circular in shape with raised centers approximately 50 feet in diameter each one was occupied by three bodies of human shape but only three feet tall Dressed in metallic cloth of a very fine texture, each body was bandaged in a manner similar to the blackout suits used by speed flyers and test pilots. So that's an official government memo that is on an official website, and it's argued that this is kind of where it all starts. Yeah. Where... Because, I mean, if you go and search, you'll find news reports of people saying, oh, we found this flying saucer in the desert and there were bodies in it. And then a couple days later, they're like, no, 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 no. That was a weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. Calm down. Those were starving children. <laughs> but it, Playing dress up. And it, I mean, that's kind of, I think, where this all kicks off. And it's the sort of, if you believe that happened or not, kind of dictates everything, like, if you don't believe Roswell happened, you're probably not going to believe any of the alien shit. Oh yeah, well, that it's, it's kind of ground zero for all of it, and it's like you kind of wonder, like you know, if the stuff is real. The guy whose like job is to justify all this shit creatively, because I remember them talking about like it was this metallic structure that almost was like wood, and you'd put a nick in it with your fingernail, and it would like heal and regenerate, and had all these strange runes on it. And this guy was like, "Well, that was uh that was balsa, and uh, those runes, that was a piece of a." Uh, decorative scotch tape that children would use and i just i remember reading hearing that and i was just like okay good on you man i mean okay that's sure <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing it always bothers me that as soon as something's de debunked people are just like that's it it's debunked yeah. but no one ever looks into the person debunking it to see like maybe what their motivations are or maybe if their research is flawed also yeah and you can 
you can find a lot of interesting And then you're shit. just like, debunked, debunked. Google debunked, debunked, debunked. You know? <laughs> exactly. So at this point in the documentary, they go into a bunch of detail about the Roswell incident and what was found there. They interview a guy named Captain Bill Uhouse. I'm sure if you go out on the YouTubes and just search this guy's name, you will find interviews of him literally describing loading a UFO onto a flatbed truck and hauling so funny aliens to take, away. Like, this advanced technology away on a flatbed <laughs> 1950s truck that like uses 10 gallons of diesel to start. <laughs> and there's a few other like retired military types who describe the actual aliens bodies and things. And that to me is the flip side of that. Oh, well that, that argument people make where they're like, Oh, okay. Well, all these people would have to keep a secret for all of these years. And it's like, sure. But also by what other people say, it's like, I have to write off all these people as crazy. Like, every single person in this documentary is just nuts. Like, all these retired military people are just insane and making shit up. Bill Uhouse, someone's grandfather, who served admirably in the military for years and years and years. I'm supposed to look their grandkids in the eye and go, your granddad's fucking lying because yeah. I know there's no aliens. Yeah, because like, that's you ridiculous. Know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is, a, it is a thing of just like, how can you be a competent enough person to get to this level? It's not easy to be a fucking aeronautic investigator in the black right. budget fucking programs of the CIA. You know, you've got to be, you've got to, I imagine, be pretty sharp. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then you, you get all the way up there and then it all just breaks you. I mean, sure, the human mind's fragile and everything, but it's just like that wasn't enough of a test of your own personal metal to say like, OK, maybe this guy's onto something. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fucking crazy. So the, the first act of the documentary is basically and they actually separated into first act and second act. Uh, the first act is basically just a compilation of interviews from all of these seemingly really credible military and government sources there's a bunch of accounts of different encounters with UFOs. There's one Navy guy who describes how they would go out on this ship and over the loudspeaker, they would say, this is a drill. And all the lights would go down and they were supposed to go on deck and just kind of scan the skies. And then he goes, and one time the lights went down and we didn't hear this is a drill and there was a fucking UFO in the sky. And it's like, okay, so that guy's crazy too. All yeah. of these people are just like... Maybe that's the thing. People are like, oh, so all of these people have to keep, w would be able to keep the secret. This guy couldn't. Like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, it's this guy's like, not keeping it secret. It's, it, I think it's way easier to, to write people off than it is to keep them quiet. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of fucking, you know, mics from Breaking Bag showing up with a black bag and, you know, killing yeah. your power lines with Mylar balloons and, you know, fucking threatening your family. Well, one of the people that they talk about, uh, I was going to bring this up way at the end, and I don't know why I put it way at the end, but one of the people they talk about throughout, or one of the people they interview throughout this documentary is this former military guy named Special Agent Richard Cody. And as I was watching it, I knew... Which sounds like, like a young adult, like the Frankie Muniz thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. But he's talking throughout this, and I'm like, I recognize this guy. I've seen him somewhere. And it finally dawned on me, he's the subject of a documentary called Mirage Men, what Richard Cody's the number one adult Vegas show <laughs> on the strip for 15 years it's so. fucking fantastic yeah. if you can track it down Mirage Men it's a documentary about Richard Cody his job was to whenever someone say uh, got the right angle say they were at Roswell and got the right angle of like a test craft that we maybe were developing as the government 
he would, if they went public with that, he would go find those people and give them additional information that was all false just to discredit them. Oh, it's like when people dump WikiLeaks and they're just like, all right, this is a bunch of uh, you know fucked up real shit and we're going to add in a bunch of fucked up fake shit and you're not going to be able to tell what's yeah. what. Like they did with Macron on the day of the election, you know, when they dumped yeah. all that shit and then they just, yeah, they did that classic movie. They just mixed in a bunch of weird shit to kind of, you know, further their own personal agenda, whatever yeah. the leaker was. Yeah, and that's like that was his sole job is if you had if you stumbled upon actual be it UFO information or uh, if you, you know, maybe like test craft, yeah, you know, thought you saw a UFO but actually saw something you shouldn't have seen. You saw an SR seventy one Blackbird back in the day. <laughs> yeah, know? he would come and act as an insider and be like, "Hey, you're on to something. I can get you extra information." And he would give people these completely falsified documents with all these lies in it. So then once that person made that public the government could go yeah look at the now this is all fucking lies and then they don't have to address the first thing the person brought up and it's a great documentary like at one point he's just walking around a UFO convention kind of like creepily lurking in the background and it's like that's our government like that's that's what our government's up to. That guy's in the payroll. That yeah. guy has health benefits. That guy's dental. You know, that guy has a fucking pension right now. So he's got a pension for destroying our right to know. <laughs> that's a different word. I know that. So yeah, the second act of this documentary basically deals with whether the government could actually keep a secret this big for this long. And one of the first things they point out is that the NSA was just kind of a rumor. Yeah. Until Snowden actually provided evidence that it existed well yeah there's the the no such agency joke yeah and it's like of course they can keep a fucking secret if they could keep that from us yeah and they also point out in the documentary no one really knows what the national reconnaissance office does like the nsa is collecting information domestically obviously the cia is doing that internationally who is the national reconnaissance office who are they collecting data on? Yeah, it's like, okay, domestically, internationally, what other kind of nationalities yeah. are there? Uh, <laughs> interspace nationally? <laughs> interstellarly? And it, uh, what, what they basically argue in this second half of the documentary is that the reason the government hasn't told us and the reason you know the government isn't as privy to this as we would like to believe is that there's basically a second part of the government, which is, I know that sounds like a fucking Trump argument, deep state and all that, but there's basically a second half of the government that works under a black budget, which... Oh, yeah, and this is, like, you know, confirmable, and you'll see just, like, you'll see, like, just leaked lists of these, like, creepy titles, you know? Yeah. Or just, like, okay, Project valeron and you're like god what the fuck that sounds gnarly as hell i went to an art museum in um phoenix arizona where they had some of the patches from some like some of these classified like aeronautical like programs and one of them oh my god you can find it it's fucking creepy it's just like a uh, like an outer space scene and then there's like an alien and it says a lifetime of silence behind the green door and when people talk about it, and I've like I Google it since, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's like an inside joke with all the people just pretending it's cooler than it is." And I was like, "That's exactly what you tell me if it wasn't yeah. an inside joke. What is this green door? Yeah. Why do you got to be silent <laughs> behind it?" And no one's putting it like that's stupid. Like how stupid do, does the government think people are? Well, yeah, and it's like uh, all of this shit is so spread out. And the government is so large. There's 
bureaucrats that are just very inconspicuous that have a thousand people underneath them and they're the people that run shit you know yeah well they they uh, how much uh, how uh, like how time consuming is it to be you know even if you're the president you're in the executive branch it's your you know yeah. you can crack the whip on all these people you can make these executive orders and decide how these programs that congress legislates are enforced like how, how there's there's an infinite number of whips to crack it's a hybrid it goes all the way down yeah. and there's there's so many fucking people underneath it how do you you can't keep track of all that Nobody can. They they tell a. I mean, I guess there's no way to confirm if this actually happened, but uh, they tell a story in this documentary about a memo that John Podesta hashtag PizzaGate uh, <laughs> sent to Obama when Obama first took office, and they show the memo, and it's just a list of all the things that happen at what we know as Area 51 now, which is actually I forget the name. Oh, the actual, Nellis yeah, Nellis yeah. Air Force Base, and. It lists all of these weird departments, which one of them, if you look at the memo in the documentary, one of them says Groom Lake, and Groom Lake comes up uh, when we talk about the Greys. That's Groom Lake is one of which the... Which sounds like a Fallout New Vegas side quest. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the labs that is tied to this secret deal the government is supposed to have made with the Greys, but that's next episode. That is, It's just so funny to think that there's some dude who's, where they're just like... Well, you're the alien diplomat. You kind of got to negotiate this. Uh, they're going to take the uh, the severed assholes one way or another. So you got to kind of figure out some sort of mutually beneficial way to leverage this. And uh, what leverage we have is pretty pretty much nil uh, because yeah. uh, again we're 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 still using you know nuclear weapons and these people have a laser beam that could vaporize the planet in yeah. seconds or whatever. And it's just <sighs> I I also feel like with these. These civilizations is like if if you got to a point you're like would you even have weapons like would you I don't even think they'd even be yeah. fucking thinking about that you Do know they even need them I'm sure they I'm, I'm sure like for for them to make a weapon it'd be like for us to like. Let's release a brand new pager. It's just like, oh, we don't even do that anymore. We haven't been thinking about that. I'm like, we could figure it out, but okay, I guess we got to kill these people. Yeah. So what happens in this story that, and it's the, what's his name? William Greer? Who's the, the Stephen Greer. Oh, Stephen Greer. He's yeah. the one who basically he says that he got a copy of this memo and he shows the memo and he says he took it to Admiral Tom Wilson, who was at the time the second in command at the joint chiefs of staff which that's a big fucking position in the government like you're way the fuck up oh yeah and i mean it's and you read about all that shit with kennedy and the bay of pigs and all that stuff and yeah there's audio tapes of them just fucking arguing about what to do about the cuban missile crisis and you're just like they're 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 pretty much like if you're the president they'll listen to you but it's like they're they're not gonna necessarily do that (laughs) yeah and admiral tom wilson he gets this memo and he decides to just call Nellis Air Force Base and ring up one of these departments and just he has to be briefed on what they do and he actually got through and got to talk to someone and he said I am Admiral Tom Wilson from the Joint Chiefs of Staff Uh, I would like to be briefed in on what's happening in your department and he was allegedly told and this is a quote we know who you are and you don't have a need to know love that yeah that is so fucking scary that it's terrifying because that blows all of the oh well so you mean all these people in the government know and they're just not telling no most of the government probably doesn't know yeah i don't think i don't think by my representative norma j torres of the chino valley i don't think that this woman can walk in in her pantsuit and just be like (laughs) 
What's up with the aliens? They're like, shut up, Norma. All right. Get back to the zoning issues along the 71 freeway and let us fucking keep you safe, idiot. And yeah, they ra- that's kind of the point they raise is that people assume once like you're a senator. So, of course, you know, everything happening in the government. And they were like, no, like Dick Cheney is someone who would have a need to know. And then maybe they'll shoot him in the head if he asks too many questions. Yeah. And it's like it, you think about how you could be pretty fucking dumb and be an elected official. I mean, you you really can. I mean, obviously, I mean, this is not yeah. just like a Trump. This is every level of government. Like you, like yeah, it's not like it, Trump is the first dumb politician. It is like you know we do get to vote, we do get to cast the votes. I mean, they're not just going to let the will of the people decide that you know fucking Daryl Issa can represent Orange County and then <laughs> that guy can fucking know what the aliens are up to. I mean, it's got to be a higher level. And even like yeah, you could. I'm sure you could work your entire life and just never tell a soul that you want to find out what the aliens are. And just like I'm going to learn Arabic and yeah. get into the CIA and work my way up from translated international relations to you know like all the way up to you know the a level where you can get one of the joint chiefs of staff on the phone i think even then they're just like nah yeah <laughs> you know i mean at any job there's things that people at lower levels aren't allowed to when i worked at fucking cracked i remember one time i asked jack for access to our google analytics so i could see how my columns were doing and he was like nah <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I don't need to know. I yeah, can just kind of eyeball I'm just a it. Fucking editor. It all right. But uh, yeah, I'm not you. So. But it's, and it's, and that's, that's kind of what it was. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not Jack. So it's Jack's decision. And I get, I'm sure there are people who would assume when I was at Cracked, I knew everything about how our traffic worked and where it was coming from and how many. No. Yeah. Like, I, I was just told what I was told. And it's like, we and don't it could have all been, we could have been doing 10 page views a month. I wouldn't have fucking knew. We don't even know who Jack is a lot of the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> who is Jack? Yeah. So at this point in the documentary, they cut to uh, that really famous clip of Hillary Clinton on Jimmy Kimmel, basically in the run up to the election saying, you know, because there's there's another clip. Of- I believe in that moment she was just trying to get the community college vote away from Bernie. I think she was just like, probably. <laughs> but there's also that clip of Bill Clinton on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Where he's talking about UFOs. Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel is an alien. Right? This is very clear. <laughs> and he's talking about, you know, aliens and how he thinks there's more to it and blah, blah, blah. And that's when Greer tells another really interesting story where he claims that he, after he'd, ga- he'd gathered all this information uh, about aliens, which eventually led him to launch this uh, disclosure project, before he launched that project, he took all of this information to basically to the government and received a response that was basically, hey, the work you're doing is really good, and we're impressed by it, and the president cannot pursue it. And... He- he pushed them a little more. He was like, if I recall correctly, the response they gave him was something like, you know, he doesn't feel comfortable pursuing this or pushing this agenda, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, whatever. He's the president. He didn't, if he didn't want to be president, he should have got the job. And they were like, well, we're, we're worried about protection and we don't know. And, and this guy laughs and it's like, protection? I don't need protection. And they're like, no, the president. We don't know if we can protect the president. And it's like, I think they actually say the phrase, we don't want him to end up like Kennedy. Yeah. And that is one of the big rumors or conspiracies behind the Kennedy assassination is that he was like, let's fucking talk, talk about these aliens in public. And they were like, mm, no. Oh, yeah. Not. And that whole speech about secret societies and everything else. Yeah. 
It's like he was he was like into so much of that shit and just was like, I want to be the guy that changes this and then shot that motherfucker in the head for some reason or another. <laughs> and then the, the This was our this is our, our our great champion is just a, a philandering fucking guy hopped up on meth <laughs> with a dumb accent. And we're like, that was our best shot. Wow, nice. And they through the, the rest of the documentary, they also touch on Government. I think the most terrifying part of the documentary is where they talk about government influence in mainstream media. And at one point, there's this uh, constitutional lawyer who's like, I have a list of like 40 CIA operatives who work as journalists and writers at mainstream <laughs> media outlets. And they talk about all these instances where stories have gotten to like the upper levels at Time or the New York Times or wherever, and they just get squashed yeah. because for matters of national security they have quotes from people uh who who worked in the government saying yeah sometimes we just have to reach out and tell them not to run stories uh because it will damage our national interest so then these stories end up in tabloids and shit where we can just go nah whatever it's a fucking inquirer that shit's not true <sighs> yeah and it's a thing of like you think like okay well we're not like britain we're, we're it's not like our fucking you know our leader can just slap a d notice and something and, and keep it from the people and it's just like right no we're just doing that we just don't we don't call it a d notice you yeah know? and they one of the points they make is the government's best tool in fighting aliens is just this inherent belief that most people have that aliens aren't real like, they just hear it and just kind of bristle at the idea and dismiss it right away. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to get past. Like, Yeah, and I guess everyone's just kind of like, you know, why wouldn't they just drop down in Times Square and say, take me to your leader? Yeah, and as is pointed out in this documentary, and it's Greer who says this, it's not so much... We don't have the evidence that these aliens are necessarily hostile towards us, but we do kind of have evidence that they're worried about our hostility. And what we might do if they come down here. Yeah, they seem, I mean, fair enough not yeah. to trust us. Look yeah. what we do to They've each other. They've seen Independence Day. Yeah, they saw District 9 and they're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, um, so that's, you know, it's, uh, it's a and documentary. Again, I really think that if, you're, if a species gets that smart where you live in this like techno-socialist like Marco Polo reality where you just want to go and explore the universe and you're and you're not worried about you know keeping the rainforest alive you're worried about entire star systems where these little germs of uh of, of civilizations have developed to a point where they can have your technology and you're like well i don't want to well the delta quadrant there's there's a lot of plasma in that you know and we use yeah. that for our space or whatever the fuck it is i mean it's some kind of altruism or just curiosity or just the innate desire to learn i don't think they're i don't think they're going to be i don't think you can get that smart and be and be a warring people i don't think you yeah. get to that point like that so it's like yeah that kind of does make a lot more sense to me that they're just like yeah we're worried you're just going to blow not only us up but yourselves yeah. up everybody so. yeah so yeah and they they also talk about how this influence has also spread to like academics and scientists there's a quote one more scary quote from a scientist named frank b salisbury phd he says, I must admit that any favorable mention of flying saucers by a scientist amounts to extreme heresy and places the one making the statement in danger of excommunication by the scientific theocracy. <laughs> Why is there a scientific theocracy? Yeah, what a word to pick. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's true. I mean. And they cut. then they cut to a clip of Bill Nye. Everyone's going to fucking huddle a little closer around the lunch table if they see you walking up after <laughs> you point out that they're fucking data doesn't add up 
Uh, and then, you know, they argue that people like Carl Sagan, who has said on multiple occasions there's no proof of aliens, he didn't always say that. And then at one point just kind of switches course. And their argument is that people get intimidated. Like the government will send someone out and be like, hey, shut the fuck up, pal. Yeah. People listen to you, and we don't want them listening to what you're saying. Yeah, let's just get them used to the idea of a, of, of a space time and gravity first, all right? You know, yeah. it's like you, you, you want to you wanna get your girlfriend into Star Trek. You don't start with Deep Space Nine, all right? <laughs> exactly. You start with City on the Edge of Forever, and you work your way in. And they show a clip of Bill Nye, who is, a, is staunchly opposed to the idea that aliens might exist. And I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't think Bill Nye is... I feel like he's too smart to honestly believe that there's no chance aliens exist. Yeah. I uh, Weird personal connection. My uh, my high school girlfriend used to swing dance with Bill Nye from time to time. <laughs> that That is an interesting connection. Yeah. I do think that someone who enjoys swing dancing might be too dumb. But <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. I don't, I don't know Bill Nye's actual credentials. Yeah. And he's he's kind of taken on the scientific role of explaining fairly basic shit to people. Yeah. Oh, I saw a, a fucking Instagram post from a guy I went to high school with about how, like, I wonder who paid Bill Nye off to tell us all that vaccines are bad. I'm pursuing an alternative vaccine lifestyle for my baby. And I was just like, well, I got to unfriend you. <laughs> this is bumming me out. Oh, that's, that's grim. I'll wave to your kid in the crutches at some <laughs> point later. So, yeah, that's... That, that's what do you think? Are we about to find out aliens are real? Or do we already know? Like, is that video, like that UFO video that they released in December is weird. It's gotten to a point. Because it's normally the government who's supposed to step in and say, no, oh, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. what this is. But the, the, yeah, they're, they're teasing it. it they're, it's just like a new yeah. Kendrick album. Oh, he changed his avatar black. Something's coming. like a fucking coming. Cloverfield movie. We're just seeing these grainy fucking videos. Yeah, and... It's it's kind of a point where shit is so fucked up. If you're gonna pull the unifying crisis card, you are you've got that motherfucker in your hand ready. All right. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. It's I I I really think it could. I I think I'll probably see it in my lifetime. You know. And I think we'll see it in our lifetime. Yeah. That that comes up in the documentary too. That it could just be we'll launch some sort of false flag alien invasion kind of thing. <sighs> yeah. Which uh, that would be worse. That would be and, and, worse. Yeah, than and well, it would be way worse. And you see all the shit, like you know, like the the whole "Who killed the electric car?" thing, and they're like, "Why? Why, why did we steal all of Tesla's papers?" And it's like, I don't really think Tesla was onto infinite energy. I think he was fucking kind of crazy. He was friends with pigeons. I, I mean, I think that's you know, <laughs> if, if Mike Tyson is any guy, that's sort of a a red flag. But it's like, yeah, we do kind of uh, we do kind of squash innovation if it doesn't fit into the uh, the, the economy. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. I mean, you think the people pitch capitalism as this kind of like, well, yeah, the best ideas rise to the top. And it's like, you know, yeah, your typewriter business went out of, you know, you know, went under and you should have, you know, saw the commuters were coming and, and, and invested yeah. in, you know, the circuitry research. And it's like, yeah, kind of. But I think with a lot of shit, you sort of just like, <laughs> yeah, the, the we a whole bunch of the uh, our whole fucking shit is running on oil, and it's like I don't want to have to do all the paperwork to restructure. <laughs> the, and, oh my god, all these gas station employees are going to be pissed. We got to bulldoze those, and even with the free energy, that's going to be a lot of. You know what? Fuck it. Just no aliens. <laughs> we we got to wait until he's literally fingers uh, centimeters away from the button before they're like, oh well, aliens. We got to uh, deal with this. Everyone look at this we gotta okay we'll save the super aliens for when that doesn't <laughs> fucking yeah. keep everybody yeah. freaked out and you know pacified anymore so yeah it's i feel like it's gonna happen I, yeah. I feel like we'll see it soon trump seems like the kind of president that would 
he'll do something alien related to try and get elected, reelected, probably. Yeah, and no one, no one's really telling him shit. Yeah, that's no, the no thing. one. No one is yeah, these, these guys. These guys weren't going to tell Bill Clinton or JFK. Yeah, They're going to tell Trump. Uh, now that we're thinking about it in a historical context, I really hope Trump pushes the CIA to release information <laughs> about aliens. Yeah. Solely because I want to know about aliens, baby. No other reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost funny. Like you wish he had just like drained the swamp, so to speak. And even <laughs> if they were like you know these these horrible neocon operatives that had fucking malicious intentions, he'd, he'd just completely staff the government with all these people. And instead of you know just going to the same old party hacks that you know would have happened if Ted Cruz had taken office. It's like yeah, maybe if he would have done that, someone would have shot him in the head. <laughs> like that. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we should wrap this up. We're going to, the next episode, since we're we're on the verge of learning about aliens and how they might even already be here, we're going to talk about the aliens we'll probably meet, yeah. which is the Greys, on an episode called Meet the Greys. Mm. It's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be a thrill ride. It's gonna be a lot of lot of lot of dissected butthole talk. Yeah, a lot of. If you wondered why we kept going back to cord colons, <laughs> the the alien. Get ready to learn. I want to see the alien infomercial where alien Martha Stewart is like, you can harvest a human butthole for experiences <laughs> in just the flick of a wrist. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? This goes up Monday the eighth. I will be at the darkest hour that. Friday, January twelfth, eleven thirty p.m. Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, and then Jan- oh, January tenth, I'm at Hollywood Hotel for a show called Hilarity, which is run by Quincy Johnson, and January twenty second, I'm at Speakeasy Cocktail in Santa Monica. Hell yeah, uh, we're doing a big Mean Boys tour coming up pretty soon, so uh, hop on the email list. It's on the Twitter bio. Um, go listen to Mean Boys. Follow me on all social media platforms at Connor McSpadden. And uh, I'll post some funny shit every once in a while. You should, yeah. Post some funny shit every once in I a while. Do occasionally, when I when I when I feel confident enough in my own assertions to share them, I'll I'll, I'll drop a gem or two. Let the fucking government tell you you can't. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here, Connor. Say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.